me. You're everything I hope for. You're everything I need. Cause you are so beautiful to me. Was that, a, that was mostly on pitch, wasn't it? I was really just trying to get levels right. Like, like I do every, <laughs> with varying degrees of success, every Tuesday night at Limerick Junction. I was just trying to get levels, and somehow I started singing that song that probably wasn't written by Joe Cocker. Who I don't know who wrote that song. It's a lovely song. And I feel like it was on pitch most of the time. Anyway. I'm not even going to check the level because you might want to hear me be a little pitchy on that introduction. This is the Getting My Act Together podcast. That's really what I want to say. And it's the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday. It's already Friday. That's when I visit you. Friday, the 17th day of September. We are almost a week removed from the anniversary of 9-11. Happened 20 years ago and I think worked. <laughs> I think Bin Laden and his people succeeded in sowing chaos and dividing the country. I don't know if if it uh, if he could have envisioned what became of us, but I think it worked. Nine Eleven. So I'm, I'm, you know, if you listen to this, you know where my loyalty is. My loyalty is to the idea of the United States of America as it's sold to us. It's not with fucking Bin Laden or any other asshole who wants to murder anybody. But it fucking worked. And so, you know, um, you tip your cap to Bin Laden? I don't know about that. But it, it worked. They, they fucking pulled it off. And anyway, we're week, a week away from that. And also this week, you're going to die right? I, I'm going to, no. This week, Norm MacDonald passed away. Dude was so fucking hilarious, and I don't, like, remember signature bits of Norm MacDonald, and he was not that much older than me. I mean, you know, a decade or so, but he he died, I think he'd been battling cancer for 10 years or something like that, and uh, he just had balls. And you know what? Canadian. Fucking those Canadian guys that... Canadian people are funny. Anyway... Bits, people, I have not sat down and like, you know, plugged into four hours of Norm MacDonald material, but people have sent me a couple of, of, uh, just, they're not even bits, they're just him like being funny on his show or other people's shows, and, um, you know, different, obviously different type of stand-up than I do, uh, but man, do you see a lot of Norm MacDonald in a lot of people, and that's, about the highest compliment you can you can pay someone is is how much people try to replicate them and try to be like them it, con- unconsciously i'm not i'm not trying to shit on people who are you know influenced by people who are trying to be like norm but for me he had that you know a gener- a little generation or whatever above me had the um that that sarcasm, that deadpan, that dry, you know, clearly grew up watching English TV, those English com- comics and English style of humor, real 
dry and flat and and then the American sarcasm people have asked me numerous times like who am I who do I consider my stand up like influences and I don't really know who they are but I know that like my sense of humor is derived from guys of Norm's generation like Norm and Chevy Chase and Bill Murray and David Letterman and that kind of, I mean, as far as like the, the white guys and then the fucking murderers on the other side, you know, came later, like Eddie Murphy. I mean, Eddie Murphy came at the same time, but, you know, as far as like what I would want my act to be, like fucking Cat Williams is what I'd like it to be. Just say real shit 100% of the time and destroy. Those guys that I just outlined were popular when I was a kid and also... um don't do the type of stand-up that I want to do, which is, you know, not being sarcastic and not being, I mean, being dry and stuff. Anyway, I, I'm not trying to dissect anybody's act or, in, or or involve myself in anyone else's other than to say I know Norm directly and indirectly influenced me because, you know, he was the, a prick in, the, in his act in the best way. And... I, I, somebody sent me a <laughs> see if you can find this clip of Norm saying dance like no one's watching uh, you, you listen to music like there's blah 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 and try to find that where he's just talking to a guy dance like no one's watching and then I don't know he's just he was so funny he was so funny anyway rest in power rest in peace and I also love the fact and it's like I said, he's a, not a generation above me, but a decade or whatever north of me that he also, I love the fact that no one knew he had cancer and he just fucking was dead and like, I'm out. He didn't do a big, just like David Bowie, who is what would have been, you know, probably 10 years, I guess, older than Norm. Just like, let's not do a big, uh, you know, I'm dying of cancer tour. Let's just suffer in silence and not let the world love you <laughs> and not let them say goodbye and pay their respects. But, you know, I get it. It, it comes from a place probably, I don't, I'm not speaking for Norm or David Bowie, I've just like, you know, I've taken enough of your time. I don't want your fucking pity or your sympathy. And I totally get that. But also at the same time, people might want to say goodbye. They might want to whatever. Rest in peace, Norm. And uh, he, le lesbian action. Norm was a punk rocker also because when he had the best job in TV at the time, I mean, aside from being David Letterman or. Sorry for the uh, ice water slosh. Aside from being, being David Letterman or one of those jobs, Norm was the weekend update anchor. <clears throat> and he talked. He talked shit about everybody, and he made fun of everybody. And he also, I remember him being such a punk rocker because he kept going at OJ. This is, you know, almost 30 years ago. But I remember he would go at OJ after the, you know, after OJ was found not guilty. He was not found innocent in a criminal trial. He was found not guilty by a jury of his peers. And Norm still kept calling him a murderer on SNL. 
and ultimately it created problems for Norm because I think the guy who ran NBC or NBC Entertainment or some a big wig was good friends with OJ. And I think the pressure was put on Norm to, you know, watch what he said and <laughs> he just kept doubling and tripling down like a real one. And then ultimately he got fired. And he was so beloved as a host of Weekend Update on SNL that when Colin Quinn took over the desk, I remember Colin Quinn's opening bit was about, you know how you, I, I, mean, I can't, like, Norm, Norm, Norm's impression was more like, so uh, these, uh, you like that uh, lesbian, lesbian action, hot lesbian, that's what he was looking for on a Tuesday. Col Colin Quinn, I, I don't know, I'm not going to fucking do a Colin Quinn impression, but I remember Colin Quinn's bit in on his first night in the weekend update chair he did a long beautiful setup about you know you're a regular at a bar and you walk in every night and a bartender sees you come in you hang up your coat and by the time you turn around to your bar stool your drink is there just the way you like it and he's got a little bowl of nuts for you and the people there are looking around, and it's like it's a familiar, warm feeling because that bartender, the one everybody likes, is who they're there to see. Nobody really says it, but they're there. I don't know. He just does this beautiful setup about what it's like to be, you know, go to a place where there's a great bartender that people go to see. <laughs> and then he goes, and then, you know, one day you show up and the guy's not there. You're like, what the fuck happened to this place? And that's who Colin Quinn felt like he was, or at least in the bit, when he was replacing Norm on SNL. That's how popular and beloved Norm was on SNL. Anyway, rest in peace, Norm. And uh, I I hope you're doing... I, I did the introduction, right? I did the you... Oh, now that's off. That's pitchy. My mom was here, I mentioned. I said we survived it. We thrived when my mom was here. You know what else happened? My mom went to Chicago to see her sister and tested positive for COVID. Like, well, why'd you fucking take a test? <laughs> because my mom's then going to go to a wedding, blah, 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 blah. So my mom tested positive for COVID. My mom was here, you know, four days ago. However, nobody in my house, and we've taken tests since, has tested positive yet. <laughs> and I was in Limerick on Tuesday night and the Laughing Skull on Wednesday night, maskless. I wasn't even wearing a bra. That's how loose I was. And I guess we're supposed to just keep testing ourselves to determine if we have COVID. And then I'm not sure what that means. And I think that means we keep our daughter out of school so anyway but my mom tested positive for covid like do you have any symptoms she's like no i feel great well you were vaccinated <laughs> so you're not going to struggle someone told me uh, about someone told me that there is a probably not all that surprising a lot of people who were vaccine deniers or COVID deniers who are uh, dying. And, you know, do what you will with that information.
but I want to know, and I'm a psychology person. I'm a human. I, I, I'm interested in people and I, I try to be empathetic. And you hear me a lot of times on this show, try on this show. <laughs> Welcome into the show. We're going to open it up to callers later on. You hear me trying to, I hope you hear me trying to understand the perspective of people with whom I don't disagree. So what I want to do is I want to understand if you're an anti-vaxxer, if you're a vax denier, anti-vaxxer, COVID fucking denier, which I've said to you a thousand times, I totally get. I don't like authority and I don't trust any institution. But I want to know what the, not like a, I'm curious because I'm going to debate you. I just don't know what the the com the chatter is like out there on the boards. <laughs> what what is what are people who are vax denier COVID deniers and anti vaxxers telling themselves? What is the lie they're telling themselves or the the falsehood? The lie. The fucking lie. What are we talking about? Falsehood. What is a lie they're telling themselves after like their beloved who also is an anti vaxxer or COVID denier dies, gets COVID and dies? Do, I, I want to know how they rationalize it and explain it away. That's all I'm curious about, and I'm not trying to debate anybody. Because, you know, conspiracy theories, they're, they're wonderful. They're like religion. <laughs> they can't be disproven. Actually, you can disprove, uh, you can disprove conspiracy theories easier than you can disprove religion. Because, um, you know, it's, it's a fucking closed circle of uh, knowledge and allegation. But I just want to know what what the story those people are telling themselves. Is it like, oh, well, he would have died anyway at a pre-existing condition, or he was, uh, you know, a fat fuck, or whatever it was. I just want to know. So if you know, let me know. I'd be, I'd be appreciative. And one more note on the, the topic of the pandemic, because I've been trying to work this into my into my act, which my act is... You are so great. I am so grateful for you listeners spending time with me on this program, which is literally titled Getting My Act Together. And it was started a year ago simply for that endeavor to bullshit, talk, spend time exploring things that are on my mind, to build my act at a time when I couldn't build it on stage. And it might even be more valuable today than it was a year ago so give it up for yourselves for lasting a year with me thank you very much i realize that it's a, a year in because i know on the podcast i talked long ago about going to a two-year-old's birthday party that started like at 10 a.m in the morning well that's the only time 10 a.m can happen dude but that was that started at 10 a.m and the parents were serving booze and now this weekend, in a couple, in tomorrow, there is the three-year-old. The kid is going to be two. Jeez Louise. The two-year-old is going to be three, and the party is tomorrow, Saturday. So if you want the fucking hookup, it's going to be another 10 a.m. Uh, <laughs> keg pull. <laughs> but that's how, that's how long the podcast has been going. And if you recall on that podcast, I was like, you know, parents have... It seemed like at the time I was new to parenting. I'm, I now have 33 more percent, 33 percent more experience doing it. 
that a lot of times playdates involved booze with other parents. And they still do, but I think at the time it was a little more, maybe, it was either one of two things. It was like a little more jarring, like, oh, fuck, parents are here to get ripped. Or it's now I've just become accustomed to it. Um, I should say, I've become accustomed to it, or everybody's just a little bit better at parenting a year down the road, so they don't feel like they need to, oh my God, thank thank goodness I need to have a drink. But it's a, that party is this weekend. So like I said, if you want to go and be my plus one or two, <laughs> go to a three-year-old's birthday party, which apparently really go off. It's also Saturday morning, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And that was the same party last year where I said I, I, the host and her sisters asked me to take a photo of them, and I did. On my phone, I think I texted it to her, and then I told her very creepily, like, oh, don't worry, I deleted it. Like, how, how creepy and strange is that? <laughs> don't worry, I, I, I'm not going to take this home and do anything creepy with it. I deleted it. Anyway. The The podcast started to get my act together. And my act, I'm starting to really, really enjoy lately. And I'm expanding on this piece about, uh, you know, people who don't like to be asked if they've been vaccinated. And those people are called the people who haven't been vaccinated. Because most of the people I hang out with have been vaccinated, and they won't shut the fuck up about how much they've been vaccinated. That's all they talk about. No, dude, I'm going to fucking have a Moderna smoothie tomorrow. It's going to be badass. But this is what I wanted to say for people who don't have the vaccination and don't like to be asked about it. Just fucking lie. It's so easy. I've lied all my life. And it's, it's I don't want to say it's wonderful. <laughs> but if somebody you don't know, because the people that know, think about this, people who have not been vaccinated. And really, I'm talking about non-black Americans. Because if you are black and American, you have a right. I don't want to say you're fucking right. That sounds preposterous. I understand why you're like, I'll fucking wait and see about this thing. I understand. Because horrific shit has has happened to you intentionally from the government, from the medical community, from fucking everybody. But I'm just talking about like, I understand black people's hesitancy to get vaccinated. I do. But if you are a non-black American and you don't like being asked, have you been vaccinated? Did you get the shot? Just lie. Because here's the thing. Because the people that are asking you don't know you that well. So you probably don't really give a fuck about them anyway. So you don't need to be like, "Eh, it's a personal question. Or it's a highly private matter. All that tells us is the fucking answer. So you don't need to say that. And keep in mind, the people who know you best also are not vaccinated, and they know your stance on it, and you guys do fucking clan rallies in the middle of the night. So <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm saying for the people that ask you, think about it this way. They're not going to know you that well, so just lie. It's so easy. Have, did you? Oh, hey, did you get the shot? Instead of, well, that's a personal question, which just makes you seem like a pussy. It just makes you seem soft and sensitive, and everything that you think you're not. That's how it seems to everybody else. It makes you seem the opposite of what you think you are. 
not me saying what you are, you fucking baby. It's just whatever you think you are, you're projecting the opposite when you say it's a private, it's a personal. Grow up. Okay? So what you can do is just lie. Hey, did you get the shot? Have you been... Oh, did you get vaccinated? Yes. Yes, yes, I did. It's See? It's so easy. And then it's like, boom, we're done with it. I've lied, like I said, I've lied all my life. I don't lie now as much. I don't lie. I, trust me, I don't lie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, but you can do it. And it's so easy. Just next time someone says to you, have you been vaccinated? Yes. Yes, I have. Did you recycle? As a matter of fact, I did put that in recycling. Remember, if you think you're recycling, that's good enough. <laughs> Technically, you are recycling. Did you did you come? Did you have an orgasm? Yes. Yes. Yes, I did. Thank you. He was so thoughtful. He asked. He asked if I faked it. <laughs> anyway, anti-vaxxers. If you just put yourselves at ease and just tell these strangers who are up in your business asking these questions, just tell them a goddamn lie. You don't owe them the truth. You don't owe a big gymnastic thing. And you know, the other thing is, if you really think about it, the reason you fucking say it's a personal question or that's a private matter is because you know you're letting down the side. You know you are not doing your part. And you know that the group should reject you. And the group is starting to reject you because you read about people who are vaccineers and they get COVID and people are like literally saying, who gives a fuck? Because you know you're letting down the side. I've talked about it more than once on this, this uh, <laughs> Health Matters NPR TED Talk. But you, you're letting down the side because you're taking without giving. You're still trying to participate in public life, but you're not doing what everybody else is doing. You're not wearing masks and you're not getting vaccinated. And again, I want to be clear, I'm talking about non-black United non-black Americans, okay? That's what I'm talking about. All right, how have you been following my TikTok? I mean, how what do you think how have you been following it? What do you think of my TikTok? Pretty good, right? 20,000 views on a little dumb dumb clip good times. And if you are not following me on TikTok and you do not go to Limerick Junction, you are not experiencing, <laughs> I almost said my essence. God, <laughs> how gross is that? No, it's my, it's my essence. Twenty, I don't, I don't know, 20,000 views on TikTok for a I don't even remember the clip. What was the clip? I couldn't even tell you because I posted it on Saturday. I posted it almost a week ago. I put Happy 9-11, everyone. Here is me trying to promote my comedy career. Anyway, thank you for checking it out and following, reviewing, sorting, and all that stuff. Limerick continues to be a madhouse. It was insane the other night. It was insane. And I'm I, and the reason I bring up Limerick now this late in the show 
is because I'm trying to reach two people. I'm trying to reach two people. One is a uh, person who used to come to the show very frequently right after the pandemic ended, <laughs> right after uh, Limerick started again. who is not a comic, but that person came and told me they listened to the podcast and I was thrilled. And I don't know if they still listen to the podcast or you, she, she doesn't, I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but after I was moaning about her not, I haven't seen her in a while and I was starting to get worried if she and her friend were okay a couple months ago on the podcast. She showed up at Limerick maybe a couple weeks in a row and I was like, hell yeah, they're back and they're having a good time and and then you go dark again and you go, you make me wonder if you're okay. So I need to know because I care about you. And there's one other person that I'm very curious about. And that is a person who I thought was a fan of the podcast. And is literally the person who said, I should say, the first person who told me they were embarrassed to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I said that wrong. Not the first person to tell me they were embarrassed to listen to it. The first person to say, this is kind of embarrassing. Somebody else said, I actually do listen to it. Okay, well, fucking, you know, you don't have to. But this person, who I thought was just a supporter of the podcast, and I was like, hell yeah, the podcast is driving people to Limerick. And I think maybe that's how it started. I don't know. But uh, who knows? It doesn't matter. That person who was embarrassed to tell me they listened to the podcast and now is giving me like a wonderful opening bit turned out to be a an open micer in disguise because he did lightning round a couple times and now I have and bombed his balls off <laughs> both times. But dude. I'm telling you, this is me reaching out directly. Everybody bombs lightning round. Not all the time, but that's what it's, you know, that's what it's about. And I hope you didn't quit. I hope, and you know who really hopes? Uh, your lady, your woman who I met and was very nice. She hopes you didn't quit because she thinks you're very funny. So come back, go up and bomb again. Write a little bit of, write two minutes of material. Right? Just whatever you is on your heart. But say something funny. <laughs> Try to say something funny. But most important, don't quit. Don't give up. Just come back. And even if you don't want to go up, just come back and drink a beer, hang out, and be like, you know what? I like being part of these idiots that get up on stage and just say dumb shit into the microphone. It's the most liberating thing in the world. It's the most liberating thing. And you know why all those people fuck with each other and get along? is because they have it in common. That they all have the insecurity and the recklessness and the, mm, I don't want to say courage, the fucking balls, man, woman, non-binary, to get up there and just do it. And that's what bonds them. That from the best to the worst, what unites them is they're all willing to do that. And you will feel better about yourself. And I'm not your analyst. I don't know what you feel about yourself. But whatever you feel, you'll feel better for doing it. You might feel fucking terrible bombing your balls off. But so what? 
if you want to do comedy or you want to be an open micer at the very least, it's like going to a mic is like going to the gym. You probably dread it and the parking's a pain in the ass and somebody's on the machine and you have to wait a while. But when you do it, you're always glad that you did it. You never, I mean, you'll feel worse like mentally, like you want to kill yourself after a set. But you're doing, you're doing lightning round, dude. It's two minutes of time and nobody remembers and you just get back on the horse and do it again the next week. And it's pretty fun. Here's what a blur lightning round is. And all right, dude, talk about your show a little bit more. I'm just telling you, listeners, three weeks in a row I've said we had people with late night credits on lightning round or on on Limerick. And this week we have another banging show coming up. I'll tell you'll hear about it on Tuesday. Uh, Here's what a blur lightning round is. There was a person who was on the Laughing Skull Lounge Mike, the Laughing Skull Lounge show last night, the Wednesday night. And I was like, I kind of recognize this name. The face looks a little familiar. And I was like, oh shit. Hey, were you at Limerick last night? Meaning, have I seen you in like less than 24 hours? And she's like, yeah, I was there. You called my name. You brought me up. You fist bumped me. Like, that's what a blur it is. And I'm not talking about like, I was not, you know, I had a Guinness and a and a short harp or something, and maybe a little touch of JMO. I was not banged up, but that's what a blur it is. It's just come down to Limerick. If you know what, if you're if you if you're lonely, how about <laughs> if you're looking to shoot a place up, don't make it Limerick. Come down, leave your fucking AR-15 at home. Come down to Limerick and be among other insecure yet this much optimistic. People trying to get through and live to fight another day. And you'll have a blast and you'll be among kindred spirits. You might not know it in the moment, but later on you'll look back and go, that was pretty fucking awesome. And you can be on the back porch with comics. You can be in the main room with comics and civilians. You can do whatever you want as long as you're American. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I told you that one time someone said to me, of course you can do that. You're American. Anyway, have a great weekend. If you want, let me know if you want to hook up on that party. And you know what? Quite frankly, I might have a few drinks at that party because the idea of actually I can't. I can't. You know why? Because we have swim practice, swim lesson. Uh, middle of the day. You know. So who's going to be cut out on Saturday? Here's who's going to be cut out: the fucking egg man. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Useless. No. Sin huevos. Un hombre sin huevos. <laughs> I can't call you the egg man. He's going to be cut out. So we go to the party at 10, swim lessons at 10.30. I can't, I can't what am I going to have? A couple of Coors Lights at the t- 10 a.m. party and then go to swim lessons? Well, if you're a dad in the 70s, you might do that. No, I'm going to go to the swim lesson after the party. Who knows? But what I was trying to get to is it sounds really exciting to have a beer and a half in the morning or mid-morning. And then oh, take a nice long nap at the same time my daughter does. Oh, so great. That nap. It's the best. I nap so much now that I'm a parent. 
something about oh yeah and hopefully I'm, I'm curious and i'll let you know if if i see him again <laughs> i've gotten good feedback about this guy who i discussed on the last podcast it's called pantera swimming pantera swimming lesson or pantera swimming pool or something anyway i'm curious to see if that guy is back i hope he is with uh, his daughter who just gives him the business and <laughs> like dude what do you fucking expect all right have a great weekend and i will talk to you on tuesday